Happy New Year from Glenn Thinks the Podcast. It's 2021, baby. How you doing? You doing all right? I'm doing good. I got a good show for you today. I talk about death. It's something that I don't know. A lot of people probably aren't talking about on New Year's Day podcast. But I just wanted to talk about it, so I talked about it. Before we get to the show, I just want to tell you, if you don't subscribe to Glenn Thinks the Podcast, what are you doing? What are you doing with yourself? Every time you download this podcast and listen to it manually, like you're wasting precious seconds of your life. And I don't want you to do that. So if you just click subscribe, your favorite podcatcher will notify you every time that you that a new episode drives man it's simple it's that simple that's all you gotta do if you want to leave me a review on apple Podcasts, you can do that that helps me out but uh i'm not gonna keep going on and on with this i said what i got to say let's just get into the show Welcome to Glenn Thinks the Podcast, ladies and gentlemen. Happy 2021. I hope you had a good New Year. Did you have a good New Year? I had the best New Year's ever because, the, look here, I didn't, I, because I was asleep. That's what, because I didn't do anything for New Year's. I didn't go anywhere. Uh, I saw a few clips from like the New York Times Square thing and uh, it just looked pretty lame. There was one good clip with uh, Snoop Dogg making Anderson Cooper laugh because they were just assing and like asking Snoop Dogg all the places that he smoked weed and uh Anderson Cooper was just dying laughing and Snoop Dogg was just cutting up. I man, you gotta love that guy. But uh but anyway the rest of it looked lame. But every year it kinda looks lame. Nothing about being in Times Square for New Year's has ever looked appealing to me at all. Like uh I w- and I've thought about, like, why don't these people... There's not bathrooms there. Like, where are people going to the bathrooms? And so I looked it up, like, where do you go to the bathroom in Times Square on New Year's Eve? And I read that a lot of people wear adult diapers, you know, and they're just they're just going on themselves, right? And to me, to me, that just doesn't sound like a good time because you're all smushed up against everybody else. I mean, when you're at a concert... I'm not a, I'm not even a fan of that. When you're at a concert, you're all smushed up on a bunch of people. You're all like in really tight quarters. But I mean, at least there's porta johns there, you know. Or if you're at a pavilion or something like that, there's bathrooms there, you know. Or if you're at an amusement park, there's bathrooms there. Yeah, but in Times Square, there's not bathrooms for all these people. So I learned, I learned this week that a bunch of them just wear adult diapers. And they just use the bathroom in their pants, right? And see, if I went to Times Square on New Year's Eve, that would be what I remembered about it, you know? Oh, you mean that time we all wore adult diapers? That's what I would say to everybody. Because every it looks so glamorous. You're on TV. They're showing it on TV, you know? They're showing a bunch of adults 
urinating and defecating in their pants, like under their clothes. That's what they're walking around in urine-soaked diapers. That's what you're watching when you watch Times Square on New Year's Eve. Congrats. I hope that I hope that I ruined it for everybody. <laughs> Because that's what it is, man. It's a bunch of people being like, hmm. And it's kind of snobby. It's kind of a snobby thing to do. You know, I'm going to Times Square. And, well, I, I hope you packed your depends, is all I can say. But if you've been to Times Square, I'm sorry. Glenn, I didn't wear it depends. I just went in my pants. But uh, let me give you a play-by-play of my New Year's Eve, all right? <clears throat> well, not a play-by-play. I'm just going to tell you one thing I did. I've been putting off forever watching uh the comedy store series that uh like the mike binder doc little mini series i think there's five episodes for showtime and so i just didn't like uh i didn't have anything to watch i was kind of i've kind of gotten tired of 60 days in just because there's only so much of that you can take you know what i mean and uh cobra kai didn't come out till today and so i was like i've wanted to watch the uh the new doc series on the comedy store and like I've known about the comedy store and I've known some of the history of the comedy store. Like I know that, uh, Mitzi Shore, uh, Polly Shore's mom ran the comedy store. I know that she got it. She and her husband started it, but she got it in a, in the divorce against him. I know that, um, in the eighties there was some problems because she wasn't paying the comics. And so there was like a strike. And I know some people crossed the picket line. And I know that a lot of people got their start there. Like Letterman, uh, Leno, Jim Carrey was there. Um, a lot of like, that's where a lot like Kennison, Dice, uh, Pryor, you know, used to hang out there back in the day. And so I knew a lot of the history, the rich comedy history surrounding it, but it was so cool. It's really a well-done documentary. And uh, I saw a lot of footage that I'd never seen before. I saw a lot of, uh, like, I heard a lot of stories that I didn't know about uh, the comedy store. It was just like a really well-done documentary like little series if you love comedy man it's like something you've got to watch i've loved comedy ever since i was young man i i used to i used to uh i grew up watching a bunch of old black and white like the marx brothers and laurel and hardy and either like even like buster keaton fatty arbuckle charlie chaplin uh like i love loose all this old old stuff right and I remember the the comedy record. My dad had this comedy record uh, by Bill Cosby called Revenge. And, uh, and I remember listening to that and loving to hear the stories. And then um, I also like listening to Jerry Clower. I talked about him maybe 10 podcasts ago or something. I talked about Jerry Clower. But I always really liked to hear stories. Like I really liked to hear funny stories. Right. And um, and when I was young, I would get I would listen to these things and they would kind of take me out of whatever I was thinking about and just make me laugh because I would be so I would be so like locked in to what the storyteller was saying, you know. And when I got a little bit older and I was around allowed to walk around 
stores by myself. I like I would sneak by uh, albums, and I remember buying a Red Fox comedy album, which is something that you wouldn't want your kid to have that was young, you know. But I remember Red Fox, and it was a little more like vulgar and profane. And he would like if he got heckled by the crowd, he would just like attack the people in the crowd and it was really that was my favorite part of listening to red fox is just listening to how he made fun of people and and talk to hecklers in the crowd you know and then i'd get other i got other comedy albums uh like uh like adam sandler's comedy out they had like comedy skits in them and stuff and i i listened to those me and my friends would listen to adam sandler albums and uh and then the, as I got older, I started listening to, you know, Richard Pryor. And I started listening to, uh, like, all the comics that are a bit like I liked. I liked Polly Shore. I liked uh, um, Louis C.K. There were, I, I really got into stand-up comedy. And to this day, like, I'm really, that's really a big, a big thing for me. Um, because it, it, it's like an escape. You know, when when I watch stand up comedy like Ralphie May, I talked about uh, when I when I listen to stand up comedy, it's an escape from everything in my life that's going on. And it's a form of inter- entertainment where you don't have a lot going on. Like if you watch a sitcom or if you watch a movie, you know, you have so many characters and you have so much to look at and it's kind of like I don't know it's not the same you know because it's like a distraction but you're distracted by a bunch of things so it's not as pure you know what I mean it's not as pure as stand-up comedy because when you have stand-up comedy all you have is a person and a microphone right and a good stand-up comic will like engage you and you'll be sucked in to what they're talking about. And they're so, yeah, like, everybody's so different. Everybody's style so different. Like, I was watching, they were playing clips on this comedy store doc of Sam Kennison. And Sam Kennison was, like, a wild man. He used to be a pastor. And uh, he split up with his wife and and went out to California he was like a fire and brimstone preacher. And then he ended up out in California being this like really animated, loud, angry comedian. And he's truly one of the greats because there's nobody that, I mean, that was like totally him. He owned his style. Like there's nobody that's come close to even being able to mimic what Sam Kennison did. And and but I mean you have these people that are so unique, you know, and, and the stories they they tell, you know, if they're a good comedian, they're so engaging. Like, I don't know, man. It's just something that like I love jokes. I love all kinds of comedians, but I love jokes. I love one-liners. I like long stories. I like like random like shock comedy. It's just there's so many styles and it's such is such a cool art form, man. And so if you haven't seen that, the comedy store, you can look it up the comedy store showtime. I think you can buy it for like nine or ten bucks on Prime. That's just what I did. But uh but there was a story that I heard where they talked about when Sam Kennison was killed. And 
I'd heard the story before. I'd heard the story before, but um, but not in a long. I think that I'd read it. I've read it before, but I hadn't heard it. And like, so I heard it. I heard it on this documentary, and he was in a car accident, and he was pulled from the wreckage, and you know he was sitting there being held, and he was looking up. And he was taught, he was laying there on the ground and he was looking up and he was like, I'm not ready to go yet, you know? And he was talking to something that like wasn't there, right? He said, he, like, I'm not ready to go yet. And he said that, uh, he sat there for a minute and then he was like, okay. And then he just, he just went, he just shut his eyes and went, right? And, and he died, like it's really kind of tragic, you know, how he died. But, you know, when I, when I heard that story last night, it kind of got me thinking about death, you know? And like, when I was, when I was young, I was brought up in like a pastor's house. So was exposed to death really young. And I was exposed to death like a lot, right? Because every time there was a funeral, you know, if somebody in the church died or some family member or somebody in the church died, you know, a lot of times my dad would do the funeral. You know, I don't like, I don't like talking about my family a lot on the podcast. Cause I've, I kind of like, I kind of think that if you, like, if you want to be out there and put your stuff out there, you should, that should be your option. It shouldn't be my option to put your stuff out there, but this is just my personal like, this is my life. Just other people are in the story. You know You know what I mean? Like, it's not, I'm not saying, well, you know, let me tell you a bunch of history about other people in my family. I'm telling you about myself. They're just there, right? And just because of who, what his role was in other people's lives, that kind of made me have to be around a lot of people that would die, right? And that like funerals and seeing dead people and thinking about death. I think that I probably thought about death a lot more than like a lot more than an average kid. I was around it more, right? And you know, my parents always taught me you know what they believed happened at death and after death, you know, but it really wasn't it really wasn't that wasn't very comforting. Yeah, that wasn't very, there was always like a question mark that was there, you know, when I was young, like there was something that I didn't understand about it that didn't process in my kid brain and it was kind of creepy, right? And I remember never getting really upset when people died because I, I started seeing it more and more and I remember seeing this dead lady. I think it was the first dead lady that I ever remember seeing in a casket, like an open casket funeral. Um I remember looking at her and being like, Well that's weird because she's not here anymore. There's her body's right there, but she's gone, you know? And this is someone that I that I had seen alive, you know? So it was just strange to see someone that was dead from a child's perspective, you know, I think my parents had this book with a, a tree that died or something that kind of explained it from a, 
from a Christian standpoint, you know, this is what we want you to think about it, Glenn. Yeah. And I think they'd even bring it to a funeral when we were little, you know, which is like, okay, okay. You're the parent, but like bring the death book, whatever you do, don't forget the death book. You can give that to Glenn, you know, so he can look at it and be confused (laughs) about what's going on. But, uh, but so hey, I remember the first time someone died that I was kind of close to. And I remember being mad at God. I got mad at God because this guy, this guy that we know knew had cancer and he was always really nice to us, you know, and he had cancer and he died. And it was the first time I, I got mad at God. Right. I got mad at God because I was like, you know, this guy was probably in his thirties or early forties and he didn't need to die, man. You know, he was so young. He didn't, he did. Why did he have to die? Like people didn't want him to die. He wasn't old. He wasn't old. Like, why do you have to die? And that I remember feeling anger. I didn't feel, I, I really don't know. I probably felt anger because I didn't want to feel the sadness, you know, because that was the first time someone that I kind of cared about had died. And, uh, like a friend of the family. And, I remember just being angry. I was little. I don't even know if I was 10 years old. And I was just like, I'm mad. And uh, and then I remember one time a baby, going to a baby's funeral. And that made me sad. I didn't really know the parents, but I just saw the little, like the little ice chest casket at the front of the, at the front of the thing. And, uh, and it just made me like, it just made me sad. Cause I was like, you know, that baby didn't even get to live. That baby didn't even get to experience anything, you know? And I think that that is like, was tragic about suicide, you know, because you feel like when someone commits suicide, you know, or when someone dies young or when someone's time is like cut short, it, there's something that's unresolved feeling like you did. You got ripped off, man. You got ripped off. And then we got ripped off. Like the people that care about you, like got ripped off and cut, like, because we got cut short of the time with you, you know? And so it kind of leaves like a, like a question mark almost in, in a lot of people, you know, like what, like something's not right. It doesn't feel right. It doesn't feel like, you know, because when someone's old and they pass away, you're like, well, you lived a full life. We didn't get, we didn't get ripped off because you lived, you know, 80 or 90 or a hundred years, you know? So, so, you know, you, this is like expect, we expected this, but when death unexpectedly happens, it it makes it that much harder to deal with, you know? And, and I think that, that a lot, like I was thinking more because I was like, you know, thinking about Sam Kennison and how he died. And then I was like, well, you know, I think that nobody really knows what happens when you die. Like no one knows what that experience is like. Right. And you might be like, well, I do. Well, how you know? Yeah, you don't know. I don't know. Nobody really knows. And you're like, well, I do. Because because why? Because of something that somebody that was alive told you? 
because that's everything that I've been taught about death or told about death in my life comes from somebody that's alive, comes from somebody, you know, the perspective of somebody that's never been through death, that's never, uh, that's never lived through death, that's never experienced death, right? It comes from them. And you're like, well, it's a, it's a religious, this is what I religiously, this is what my religion teaches me happens after death, right? Well, your religion teaches you something and you have faith in that belief, right? But there's like, the, it's just, it's faith, you know, it's faith and it makes it less scary. It makes death less scary when you put your faith in something that someone else says. It makes it less, you're less fearful. You know what I'm saying? Like, if somebody goes through something, right? If somebody goes through like a divorce, all right? And you've never been through anything like this. You know, and then your friend comes up that's been through a divorce and they're like, you know, it's going to be okay. I promise you, I promise you it's going to be okay. You know, and you take, like, you take comfort in, in them telling you that. You take comfort in the fact that they've actually been through it, you know. And so you can, so you can, like, be like, okay. They said that that it was going to be all right. They said, I'm going to make it through this. Even though I don't feel like I am, I'm going to make it through this. You know, because my friend said that they had been through it. And so, you know, I believe them. And so it's all good. <laughs> you know, but, but, you know, what you have over here with death is you have a bunch of people telling you it's going to be all right. It's going to be all right. It's going to be all right. That, you know, when you pass through from being alive to the afterlife, it's going to be all right. But they haven't been through it, <laughs> you know. And I'm not trying to freak you out, you know. And I don't just sit around and I don't want to be morbid. I don't want to be like just, I don't know. I don't want to be, I don't have a real, real big fascination with death. It's not something I remember when I was younger. I used to think about it a lot, like a whole lot when I was young. I just, it was like, there's something freaky about it, man. There was something that, that I couldn't understand about it, but it's just one of those things that I don't think that, I don't know, man. I don't think that we ever will understand it until we go through it, you know? And I don't think that it, I think that the scary part about it you know, because I'm going to be honest with you, like there's there's something about it that scares me. There's something about it that is not that's kind of unsettling, you know, even to this day, even all as long as I've been alive. And as much as I've thought about it, as much of people that I've known that have that have passed, like there's something that's just I mean, it's not a happy thing. You know what I mean? It's not like it's not like a something that when I think about, I don't, it doesn't give me a sense of peace, you know, and make me, you know, like, oh, that'll be cool, you know, but I don't think that it'll be, I don't know, I don't think that it'll be bad, you know, I think that when you come to that point, like, you're okay, right, but it's something that you got to do alone, and that's just kind of sad, and it's kind of, it's kind of, uh, I don't know. It's kind of a poetic end 
to life. You know what I mean? It's it's just it's just weird when you think about it. But it, like everything that everybody believes about it was I mean, you believe it because somebody that's alive told you that. And you need to think about that. You need to know that. I'm not saying I'm not now I'm not saying that that I don't have my personal belief in it, but I think that where a lot of people get messed up is they adopt other people's interpretations of like say religion like say it's a religious thing say it's something out of the bible right i think that where you run into a lot of problems or you'll be like well what's your perspective you know with that and they're like well this and this and this and that is the way that it is that's what death is and then you're just kind of sitting there like well you formed that view based on what you read and you read that from a standpoint and from a mindset of everything you've been through personally in life and everything that you've experienced, right? That made you into the person that you are through personal experiences. And then you looked at it from that viewpoint, right? Or you listen to somebody else, you know? And you, you, that's why personal personal experience is more important to me than than education right then like have you been through it no but i read about it i don't care if you read about it. like have you been through it do you know you know what i mean like <laughs> i don't it doesn't matter to me if you read about it you know i read about it from a guy that read about it from a guy that read about it what's that do was was good as that that ain't no good man what are you talking about you know, but I mean, and of course, nobody's been through that. I mean, there's those books of people that have claimed to have died, but nobody's been through it, been through it, you know, because if you claim to have died, if you flatlined and you came back, like you didn't really die. Well, I did medically. I was dead, but you came back. You didn't like you, you came back. You did. You quit. You're you're a quitter. But I mean. It's just, I, I don't know, man. There's, there's, there's a lot there to think about. I don't know. I don't, I don't really, I just was like, man, you know, everything that I have that I really think about it is something that somebody else told me. Now, I'm not saying that it's wrong, right? But I'm saying there is a lot of unknown there. And, and it's just like, I don't know, man. It's just one of those things that, uh, that, we'll all have to experience like all of us are going to experience that sooner or later, you know? And I don't think that you should spend the time that you have here. Um, I don't think that you should spend all the time that you have here, like worried about it and freaking out about it. But at the same time, I think that it is something that happens. It's unavoidable. You know, some of some people lost people in, uh, 2020, uh, to the, to the virus and to other stuff, you know? And so it's something we all have to deal with throughout our whole life. Like, people around us will, will pass away, and and some tragically, and some just, like, of old age. And it, But it's, like, unavoidable. And then, like, we're going to get to that place, you know? So I don't think that it's... I don't know. 
I don't think that it's something horrible like Glenn. What a great podcast to kick off the new year. Well, you can always count on me. Let me tell you, you can always count on me, man. But, uh, but you know, to escape the, the circling back around to escape the thoughts like this that you have, you know, stand up comedy is still like, where's that, man? I'm telling you, I'm telling you, if you want, if you want to like, if you want to escape, like thinking about death, like watch some stand up comedy. It was kind of weird, like they didn't show any Ralphie May on there. I don't know how much I know he was like there. I don't know how much he was at the comedy store. I know he was at the comedy store, but I kind of wish that they had done a little thing for him, you know. But they did, you know, pay homage to the greats, uh, like Dice and Kennison and uh, Pryor and. You know, a bunch of other, uh, Seinfeld was on there, uh, Tim Allen, there were a bunch of them on, Tim Allen, that's another one, that's another one that I, uh, that I watched when I was younger that I liked, but, uh, yeah, so that's, uh, that's actually a good watch, you should check that out, but, what are you doing, you making, are you making some New Year's resolutions? I'm not even making any New Year's resolutions this year, I'm not, I think that, I think for me personally, like if I want to do something, I'm just going to, I'm just going to, um, like, I'm just going to start implementing that when that, whatever the, it's just a day on a calendar. And it seems like a lot of people set themselves up for failure, you know, by, uh, by setting all these new year's resolutions and then not following through with them. I mean, some people might follow through with them. I typically don't. You know, I made a New Year's resolution to start saying TT, and that's like the first one that I that I've like followed through with in years. My when I was young, my parents used to make me make New Year's resolutions. I just made like I just wrote down a bunch of stuff I thought that they would, you know, that they thought that I that would impress them. You know what I mean? Like that they would be like, oh, that's good. Glenn wants to do that more. Glenn wrote down he wants to read his Bible more, you know. <laughs> and I would be like, what do mom and dad want to read? And then I would just write a list and be like, I'm not doing none of this. But uh, but I don't know. It's not really something like making New Year's resolutions isn't really something big for me. I don't know. There's goals that I have. There's totally goals that I have this year. I mean, I do have goals. I do have goals that... that I've set for myself, but like a calendar doesn't, I don't know, a calendar really doesn't make any difference. It's not like make or break. Like I don't put a time like, well, I'm going to start doing this on January 1st. Like if you want to better yourself, man, why not just do it from where you are, right? I don't know. That's just my thing. Maybe I'll finally have a successful relationship in 2021. Maybe that'll be the year for that. <laughs> because, because let me tell you, Jack. It's not been like, I just don't, it's just something about me in relationships or maybe it's, maybe it's all the people that I'm in the relationships with. Maybe it's their fault. I don't know. Something just don't jive like everything to women. At least the women that I've been with is like stuff is dramatic and life to me. I'm like kind of an even keel person. Like I don't have really high highs and really low lows. I just kind of like walk down the middle of the road emotionally, you know, so to speak. That's kind of just how I am. And so like when I see people that like go way up and then way down, like I just don't get like it doesn't make sense to me. 
I'm like, where, where is so dramatic? What are you talking about? <laughs> Glenn, I just want to go to New Year's Eve and where it depends in Times Square. Well, man, I don't know about that. <laughs> that doesn't sound delightful at all. But, uh, but I don't know, man. Maybe I'll have a successful relationship. Maybe this will finally be the year. Yeah, I don't know. Who knows, man? Who even knows? Or maybe you just live your life out and, uh, and you, I mean, you gotta die. You gotta go through that alone anyway. You know what I'm saying? When you old. <laughs> no, Glenn. No, Glenn. I'm sorry. I don't want to bring everybody down. The first podcast of 2021, I ain't trying to bring everybody down. If you have New Year's resolutions, you should totally do it because that's just one of those things like maybe that works for people because like they, they need that that they need that maybe that's motivation for some people you know like it's january 1st it's time to start doing right yeah maybe that helps some people yeah so i shouldn't really slam it the older that i get i really don't care what you do i'll judge you for it and then act like i'm not but i mean for real for real like it really doesn't bother me yeah it really doesn't bother me you know how you used to to worry about, like, when you're a teenager, you're all worried about being right, you know? And then, like, when you get older, you're just like, man, I don't even care if I'm right or if people think that I'm right. Or, like, let live and let live, man. I guess that's what I'm trying to say. Like, that's kind of how who I've turned into as the years have passed me by. That's kind of like the mentality that I've adopted. Like, you do you, and I'll do me. And it's just like it works. It works better than worrying about what everybody else is doing. Yeah. So I'm not doing New Year's resolutions. If you are, congratulations. <laughs> I hope that. I hope you should buy that treadmill. Like, if you're thinking about buying that treadmill, you go take your stimulus. You take that stimulus... And you go get that treadmill. I've seen all kind of funny things about about people getting their stimulus, like all kind of jokes about it. Like people cutting the toothpaste thing open and be like, where's that stimulus at? And uh, what's another thing? Oh, I mixed some water with my last bit of body wash. Can't wait for that stimulus. But uh, I saw one funny tweet. Where's it at? I actually screenshotted it because it made me it made me laugh when I saw it. It's stupid, and you'll be like, oh, that's stupid. You're stupid for thinking that's cool. Let's see where it's at. Did I erase it? Um, where is it? I probably erased it. It said something like, if you weren't there, what's it say? Ladies, if you weren't there for me when I was, when I had nothing, you know, don't come knocking when I get that when I have that $600, it said something to that effect. But anyway, I hope that everybody had a good New Year's, man. I know it was kind of a serious show today, but, I mean, it's kind of like sometimes you, sometimes I just talk about this stuff on the podcast. It's not all lighthearted. I kind of let you into a little bit of what I came from, and and uh, there was like a lot, there was several things like that that uh that when I was young, I was kind of exposed to uh, some things 
that I don't know, that a lot of people probably weren't when they were that age. Like, everybody has their own experiences. There's a lot of kids that had it tough, man, way tougher than I had as a kid. But there was some stuff that I couldn't emotionally process that's hard enough for for adults to emotionally process that I was just, bam, like, there it is. It was just, like, dropped on me. And I was, like, you know, from abortion to you know, death to things like that it was just like adult stuff dropped on a kid. And then the way that my mind worked, I didn't like, there's something there that doesn't just accept. It's just like, Oh, okay. Let me accept whatever I'm being told. Like there's something there that always like, there's questions, you know what I mean? And then there's like questions. There's some questions that just don't have answers, you know? And so, so that makes for a fun time. <laughs> but, but, let me tell you something. I hope that you had a good New Year's. Happy New Year's. Happy 2021. Glenn Think Stuff listeners. We're going to have a good year. I'm telling you, it's going to be a better year. You know, you got you to gotta, you gotta hit the bottom before you bounce back. You know, it's like there's a band called The String Cheese Incident and, uh, that I listened to uh, when I was younger. And uh, and they had a song, and they said in the song, seems like what? How's the how's it go? Sometimes seems like such a hard life, but there's good times around the bend. Roller coasters got to roll to the bottom if you want to climb to the top again, right? And I believe that that's just how life is, man. Before the good can come, you gotta have bad. You gotta take the bad with the good, man. It ain't gonna be good all the time. But, um, but, so 2021's looking up. If you want to hear me talk about anything on the podcast, contact information is in the notes of the podcast. Or if you just want to hit me up to say what's up, I'll, I'll talk to y'all, email you back, DM you back. But, uh, happy new year's guys. And I'll talk to you soon. Peace out.